Welcome back to the Buttercuts Podcast, your favorite destination for weekly golf and sports updates. I'm your host, Ryan Murray. Appreciate you guys jumping back on for another round. Let's jump into the front nine. This week, we got to recap the Waste Management Phoenix Open and the Live Golf Tournament in Las Vegas. Man, what a special week for golf. Waste Management Phoenix Open is always just just a blast. It's such a party. It's a total vibe. It's a different version of golf than what we see all year round. And it's one of my absolute favorite tournaments of all time. I love going to the Pro-Am on Wednesdays before the tournament starts with my buddies here in Arizona. And uh, every year we always try to get some sort of matching outfits. This year we decided to throw some support to breast cancer awareness. We have a very close friend that's battling stage four breast cancer currently. So with the help of Sunday Swagger, we were able to get seven matching polos from Sunday Swagger. That is what they call, I think their cancer, their beat cancer polo. Sunday Swagger has a few different golf polos that you can purchase. When you purchase these polos, up to 50% of their profits, they donate to Susan G. Komen to help support breast cancer research, breast cancer awareness, everything. So shout out Sunday Swagger. You guys are fantastic for doing that. You make an incredible shirt, you make an incredible polo. And uh, we were super excited to be a part of that. But we went out to the waste management. This week was just one of the unfortunate years where the weather gets really crappy in Arizona in February. We had rain, we had hail, we had delayed starts, we had postponed rounds, we had multiple rounds in, in one day. I mean, it was, it was hectic. And I'm sure a lot of you have already seen plenty of viral clips on social media about the waste management this year. Saturday was the first time that a waste management Phoenix Open tournament has ever been sold out. And it was also the first time that I know of that they completely shut down alcohol sales by like 2, 2.30 in the afternoon on Saturday. They stopped letting people into the venue so nobody could get in. Even if you had a ticket, you couldn't even get in on Saturday. And it's reported that they had almost a half, a half a million people on the golf course at one time on Saturday. And what makes it even crazier is all the rain, all the hail, all the moisture just made an absolute mud pit, super sloppy out of the golf course. And you had drunk people just slipping sliding, falling all over the place. I mean, it was hilarious. I walked into that tournament on Saturday. I saw so many people just covered head to toe in mud. Their face had mud all over them. I mean, they were absolutely just wrecked from the tournament. And uh, I tell you what though, like it was nuts trying to walk around. That's the most people I've ever seen in that golf tournament on a single day in my entire life. And I grew up here in Scottsdale. I've been to this tournament multiple times. Um, It was hectic. There's no question in my mind why they shut down alcohol sales there's no question in my mind why they stopped letting people into the golf tournament it was chaotic to say the least concession stands shut down you couldn't even buy food at one point i mean it was just nuts and and part of the problem is because all the grass was so muddy and slippery and people were sliding all of all over the place and falling everybody was trying to condense themselves down into the cart paths and normally you have people all over the golf course. You have people up on hills, up on, you know, sitting on grass hills so that they're not having to stand up. And the cart paths are usually pretty manageable and you can move your way around the course pretty easily. But that wasn't the case this year. Um, absolute shit show. It was hilarious to see, but also frustrating to walk around. So um, anyway, tournament ends up going to a playoff. I mean, this tends to happen quite often at this golf tournament. TPC Scottsdale is a very, very gettable course 
for the guys on tour. And this year was actually an elevated event. So we had some bigger name people out there. Um, I think one of the people that really stood out to me was Sahith Tagala again. I feel like Sahith absolutely has this course dialed in. He has been putting himself towards the top of the leaderboard, especially in the first three rounds, multiple years now. I mean, the guy just absolutely tears that golf course apart. But this one came down to two people. It came down to Charlie Hoffman and Nick Taylor. Charlie Hoffman finished out his final round on Sunday, late in the afternoon, 21 under par for the tournament. But he still had a handful of guys out on the course that could catch him. I mean, there was uh, there were a couple people that were within three strokes of him, and they still had like four holes to play. Nick Taylor was one of them. Nick, Nick was, I think, two strokes back. I think he was at 19 under par, and he was going into the 16th hole. So he had three holes left to play. He needed two under to tie, and he needed three under to win the tournament outright. Nick Taylor gets down to the final hole of his round. He's down by one stroke. He's at 20 under par, gets to the 18th. It's a very underrated golf hole. It's a hole that is very difficult to make a birdie on for these guys. It doesn't seem like it when you see it on TV. It looks like it's pretty straightforward. But they have a they have a fairly narrow landing place on the fairway. It's a super intimidating shot with all the grandstands around there. And then on top of that, you have to hit over the water and you have the church pew bunkers on the left side of the fairway. I mean, you got bunkers on the right side, crazy thick rough and massive hills. Super underrated hole, pretty difficult. Had to make birdie on the 18th. Nick Taylor gets up there, gets the job done, makes a birdie, ties it at 21 under. Charlie and Nick both go to a playoff. They go back to the 18th tee. Both hit their shots in the fairway. They both hit their approach shots on the green. Nick Taylor's in a little bit better position, in my opinion. He was below the hole and uh, probably had like 15, 15, 20 feet or so to make birdie. And uh, Charlie was a lot closer and he was a little off to the side. Um, also had a good look at birdie. Nick Taylor steps up and actually like his ball still had a few feet left to go before the hole. He started walking it in cause he knew he had it made. Um, super awesome to watch that happen. So he puts a little bit of pressure on Charlie. Charlie's about 10, 12 feet from the hole, I think. And again, he's off to the side. So for anybody that doesn't know about TPC Scottsdale, the 18th green on Sunday, they always put the flag in the front. It's either in the front right or the front left for the players. This time it was in the front right. Charlie is left of the hole, which means he has a downhill left to right breaking putt, which is incredibly difficult out there. The greens are super quick, but he steps up and he just lips it in, makes his birdie. So now they're tied again and they're going to their second playoff hole. So they go back to the 18th tee. Nick Taylor hits his shot into the right rough, but he's not, too, he's not in a bad position. He's still got a good look at hitting the ball well. Charlie Hoffman hits his drive over into the left church pew bunkers. And the, this is an incredibly difficult shot if your ball gets really close to one of those church pews because it's really elevated grass inside this bunker and it's very difficult for these guys to get the ball up high enough, quick enough to clear it. Charlie had about 126 yards in, I think, took a wedge, hits this thing perfect, lands it up on the green, flies it past the flag, um, gives himself a look at birdie, but he's got a downhill breaking putt, super quick green. It's going to be a tough go for him. Nick Taylor steps up, hits his ball up on the green, puts his to the left of the hole again, and gives himself somewhere in the range of 20 or 25 feet, I think. Um, they get up there. Nick Taylor's the first one to hit because he's further away. He drains his birdie putt again. So now he's made 
three birdies in a row on the 18th hole, one in regulation and now twice in two playoff holes in a row. And Charlie Hoffman steps up, has a chance to tie it again, has to make birdie. Unfortunately, he misses the putt. Nick Taylor wins the Waste Management Phoenix Open 2024, takes home a prize purse of, I think, $1.4 million. So congrats to Nick Taylor. Um, super excited for you, man. In other professional golf news, uh, we had the Live Golf Tournament, second tournament of the year for these guys. This one was in Las Vegas, and they had uh, they actually adjusted their schedule on this because of the Super Bowl being on Sunday. Normally, the Live Golf guys would finish on a Sunday, but this year, because it was in Vegas and because the Super Bowl was on Sunday, they decided to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and have their tournament finished before Super Bowl Sunday. I think it's a crazy smart move, and it turned, I think it turned out pretty well for him. Dustin Johnson ends up winning this tournament. It's his first win on Live in a little while, but a big win for him. He takes home $4 million for the win. Um, super excited for him. Can't wait for Live Golf to go a little bit deeper into the year. I think as the year progresses, people are going to get more and more excited and watch it more. Um, Unfortunately, with everything that I had going on this weekend, I didn't actually get a chance to watch much of the Live Golf Tournament, but I do know DJ won, and I've always been a fan of Dustin Johnson, so kudos to him. Uh, Live Golf is coming to Nashville, Tennessee later this year. I'm definitely going to be there in person. They're going to be in my hometown, so that's going to be super exciting. Moving away from the professional golf and getting into the social media slash YouTube golf, uh, we would call this the back nine of this podcast. We had the Good Good Desert Open in Tempe, Arizona at Grass Clippings. Crazy awesome that Good Good had their tournament there. I mean, we had Mr. Short Game, Gavin Flo, May Brennan. We had uh, Hannah Liner. We had Haley Ostrom, Paige Sporanek, Kaylin Henderson, Busta Jack. Um, Hole-in-one trick shots was there. Mac Butcher was there. Martin Borgmeyer was there. CVA, the Dodd King was there. Good, good guys were there. Micah Morris was there. Grant Horvat was there. I mean, every massive name in the golf space that you can think of all showed up to this event. Trotty, dude, just, just everybody. I mean, it was insane. It was so much fun to be there. Um, pretty chilly, pretty cold, a little bit of rain, uh, but they were able to get it done. Uh, ben Cooper. And, uh, and his partner ended up winning at nine under par. Nine under par through 14 holes out there. Impressive, impressive uh, win for those two guys. I don't know if, I mean, I'm not surprised, but some of you guys might be surprised. Paige Sporanek and Kalen Henderson teamed up. They tied for fourth at six under par at this tournament. Congratulations to them. They did fantastic. Uh, Gavin Flo and Matt Fisher, a.k.a. Mr. Mr. Short Game, these two guys played awesome as well. I think they posted a six-under round as well, tied fourth. So just crazy fun event, man. I was able to meet a ton of people out there, got some really good video clips that you guys will be seeing soon, um, got some cool photos with some awesome people. But if you guys ever get a chance to go to another good, good tournament like this, I highly recommend you go. This one, the tickets were $30.00 to go and watch them. It's super inexpensive. It was a great time. Um, they sold 2,500 tickets, but that the course never felt like it was overcrowded or packed. You could definitely go all over the golf course and get great views of all these players. I mean, between 
lining up around greens or tee boxes, you got extremely close to these folks. The putting, the practice putting area, you were able to get very close to them. So, I mean, I saw guys out there signing autographs. I saw everybody taking photos with fans. It was incredible, really good time. Highly suggest you guys get out there and check it out if you get a chance in the future. Moving away from golf, let's recap the Super Bowl. We have the 49ers and the Chiefs also playing in Las Vegas this year. And a lot of conversation going into this was how the NFL is scripted, the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl because of the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey relationship. A lot of people were speculating that if the Chiefs won, Travis Kelsey was going to propose to Taylor Swift on the field after the Super Bowl. Uh, that did not happen. They, they did not get engaged. As far as I know, I didn't see it happen. Um, but incredible Super Bowl, man. This was such a good football game. Nail-biter the entire way. It was never it was never outside of like two scores. I think uh, when the 49ers got up 10 to nothing, that was the biggest lead of the entire game. Nobody was able to extend any further than a 10-point lead at any point during the game. But the 49ers absolutely dominated the first half, man. They looked so good, and it looked like nothing was going to stop them from winning a Super Bowl. They go into halftime, Kansas City makes a bunch of adjustments, they come out, and the Kansas City dominates the second half, completely shuts down the San Francisco offense. In my opinion, Kyle Shanahan did the one thing that he said that he couldn't do, which was got away from the run game, and they just started throwing the ball way more than necessary. You have Christian McCaffrey, arguably the best running back in the entire league right now, and you're not feeding him the rock the entire second half. I mean, it's just... It's just sad. It's just sad, man, for the fans because you have coaches making these decisions and it's just tough, dude. It's tough. The 49ers absolutely should have won that game. But again, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, you can never count these guys out. I mean, this is Patrick Mahomes is is basically the next Tom Brady. You know, you put him in a pressure situation and he delivers every single time. The dude has been in the league six years. He's been to four Super Bowls. He's won three of them. He's been to the AFC Championship game every single year he's been in the league. I mean, it's just incredible. It's incredible what he's been able to do. But the Kansas City Chiefs end up winning the football game with a last-second touchdown in overtime. Um, kudos to the Chiefs, but it was a heartbreaking loss for all the 49ers fans out there. And I got to be honest, I'm not a 49ers fan, but I have friends that are close for, I have close friends that are 49ers fans. I was at my buddy's house who's a massive 49ers fan, and it was just incredibly heartbreaking to see them lose the game in the way that they did in the last few seconds when they absolutely had multiple opportunities to close that game out and win a Super Bowl. But, you know, that's sports. That's how it goes. Um, I have not gambled on any football games the entire year, but I finally decided to gamble on the Super Bowl. I placed three bets. Uh, one of them was a $100 four-way parlay. I needed Mahomes and Brock Purdy to both throw for over 250 yards, and then I needed Travis Kelsey to get a touchdown at any point in the game, and I needed Christian McCaffrey to get a touchdown at any point in the game. And unfortunately... For everybody that watched, you all know Travis Kelsey did not get a touchdown. I missed out on a four-way parlay that would have paid out 675 bucks because Kelsey did not score a single touchdown the entire game, which to me blows my mind. It's incredibly unreal. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable that the 49ers were able to keep that man out of the end zone. 
I also placed a $50 bet that Christian McCaffrey would win the MVP. Unfortunately, that did not happen because the 49ers lost. And then I placed a $50 bet on Brock Purdy throwing for 75-plus yards in the first quarter. I hit that when he threw for 103 yards in the first quarter. I made $325 on a $50 bet. Super excited about that. And uh, ended up ended up netting $125 profit on my $200 worth of betting on the Super Bowl. So that was crazy fun. And uh, yeah, man, uh, unfortunately the football season is over now. We have to wait until the fall again to be able to start watching the NFL. But for anybody that cares, the XFL and the USFL have combined forces. They've now created the AFL, the American Football League, and their season's going to get started here pretty soon, I think within the next month or two. So anybody that loves watching football, we're going to have an alternate form of competitive professional football to watch leading up into the NFL season later this year. But that's a wrap on the NFL season. Looking at a preview of what's to come next week, we have the Genesis Invitational at Riviera in LA. This is Tiger Woods' signature event on the PGA Tour. Is Tiger gonna play? I don't know. If you know, drop me a comment. If you think he's gonna play, if you don't think he's gonna play, leave a comment below. I wanna hear from you guys. I think it would be incredibly exciting if Tiger jumps in on the Genesis. I also think it would be a very intelligent thing for him to do that. It'll give him a chance to get some competitive reps in leading into the Masters. I promise you guys, he will be playing in the Masters. You can expect to see him there. That dude is so competitive. I know he wants to either match or exceed Jack Nicklaus in the 18 majors one stat. Tiger is currently sitting at 15. He's three majors back from Jack, so he's gonna need three more major wins. I know he has the ability to win three more majors. Is he going to, to be determined? Uh, but the Masters this year is gonna be his first chance at notching another major tournament win. And Riviera sets up perfect as a practice round for him. The amount of walking that he's gonna have to do at that course, there's plenty of hills that you have to climb at Riviera when you're walking it, which is gonna help Tiger get into better shape leading into Augusta, where he's gonna be walking up and down some immense hills. He's gonna need that, that endurance. But also, I want you guys to let me know, who do you think is gonna win at Riviera? Again, drop a comment, tell me who your prediction is to win at Riv. Uh, my bet is Max Homa. That dude loves that golf course. He grew up in that area. Um, he typically always plays well out there. So if the weather is good, I think Max Homa is my pick to win at the Genesis. Unfortunately, the weather kind of screwed him up a little bit in Scottsdale this week. He ended up missing the cut at Waste Management, but that's okay. I mean, when it's freezing temperatures and you're getting hit with hail and rain and you can't play a consistent round in one day, things like that are going to happen. It's no big deal. But uh, yeah, Riviera, Genesis Open coming up next week. And then we are getting very close to the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. That is going to be coming up very soon before we know it. And I'm incredibly excited for that. So I appreciate you guys stopping by. This week's episode is going to be a little bit shorter. Um, I needed to get something out for you guys. I apologize I missed last week, but you know, I'm traveling. I'm out here playing golf, filming content with a bunch of people out here in Arizona. And I missed last week. Not going to help me on the stats department, but 
I got this out there for you guys this week, and I'm looking forward to you guys tuning in next week also. I am currently still editing the episode with Todd Anderson and Katie Hoff, so look for that to be coming soon. I have an interview with Bryant Smith. He's the owner of Blue Caddy Golf. They make incredibly awesome golf hats that you guys should definitely check out if you get a chance. But I'm interviewing him this Saturday. I'm super excited about that. I got to meet he and his wife at the Waste Management this week. Awesome people, just super kind, um, give you the shirt off their back. And so I love supporting people that are trying to, I, I love I love supporting people that are trying to grow a business, um, but they're genuinely good people. And these are two people that I feel incredibly fortunate to have met. If you guys haven't noticed, I'm wearing the uh, Bogey Pros Gummy Bears Polo. Go check out Bogey Pros. Those guys are fantastic. They make incredible polos. Super comfortable, very lightweight. They help prevent sweat buildup. Um, they wick moisture away. They have incredibly fun, awesome designs on their golf polos. So check out Bogey Pros. And then if you haven't already noticed, I've got the four vintage snapback on right now the old trash hat this is absolutely my favorite hat right now this thing has a suede bill a suede front right here the upside down trash on there looks fantastic i saw tons of people wearing these hat at waste management i saw tons of people outside the tournament in town wearing these things you guys need to go get you some right now they're going quick it's a limited drop once these things run out you're not going to be able to get them anymore because they're not going to make them anymore so if you haven't yet go check out four vintage club get you a hat quick before they run out until next week, guys, thank you so much for jumping in here. Tee it high and let it fly.